What is up, everyone? Welcome back to a new episode of the Shout at the Devils podcast. I am Justin Brady, aka Devils Fanatics, and I'm here with my co host, Daniel Amoya, aka Devils That Report. Daniel, the Devils won another game at the Garden to even the series at two. How are you feeling right now? Dude, I'm friggin' ecstatic. I mean, we don't quit. We've shown it the whole season. I said it when we were down 2 0. We're a better road team than a home team for whatever reason. And we got the job done. We're right back in it, all knotted up. It feels incredible. Let's go. Dude, it's just amazing. Like, you have two of the most dreadful losses all year at home, back to back games. And then you just come out and respond and take two games at the Garden. That's just, it says a lot about this team. Um, for these playoffs and going forward in future years to come. I mean, this team has heart, has, they have passion, they have the urge to win, they have the swagger. I mean, this team is just amazing. We love them. And now it's an even series, best of three series now. And the Devils have home ice advantage in this mini series now. So, oh man, we'll get into game five really soon, but we got to talk about what we liked out of the Devils in game four. And this is probably the Devils' best played game so far this series. Like we could say, like positively, like the Devils actually like were the better team in this game, and they maybe, earned maybe and, even the season. Honestly, like they they locked it down. Uh, defensively, yeah, uh, they were terrific. I yeah. mean, it's like they had the trap going on, like they yeah. did in the two thousands. I mean. It was amazing. They um blocked out all the all the lanes, got sticks in lanes, clogged up the middle of the ice, cleared the puck when they needed to. Excellent defense in front of Schmidt last night. Yeah, it it was amazing. And about the trap, there are Rangers fans even complaining on Twitter and all over social media. The Devils ran the trap. It's like we did the same thing to you guys that you guys did to us in game one and games in games one and game two. So respectfully, shut up. Yeah, the Rangers fans like use that as an excuse for like why we won three Stanley Cups, but like they they, they try to use that as like to knock us down. Like that makes no yes. sense. I'm so I'm I apologize that the Devils' defense <laughs> were so was so stifling yeah. in the '90s and 2000s. Yeah, like what kind of excuse is that? You asshole! Stop playing defense in the National Hockey League. Like what's wrong with you? Yeah. So I mean, look, Devils were awesome these last two games defensively, and then let's look at the offense wise. Jack Hughes, breakaway goal three minutes into the game. So let's talk about what happened before. So the Rangers had a big chance. Puck got past Mead. That puck was just sitting in a crease for a Ranger to bury. But lucky enough, Jonas Siegenthaler was there and was able to clear it. And then Jack, the smart player he is, he's expecting possibly to have a chance to get a breakaway here. And he's already going past the defenseman by the time before even Siegenthaler clears the puck and and Hughes has a step on the defenseman and is able to make a dirty move against Igor Shesterkin and is able to give the Devils a one nothing lead early in this game and it really set the tone for the game going forward. What a goal by Hughes. Daniel, what were your thoughts on that goal? Yeah, that instantly set the tone and gave us all hope because it was, it was an early goal and the Devils haven't been able to score much this entire series. So to get that early goal and kind of get the monkey off our back was ginormous and the fact that it was jack hughes look that kid was born for this rivalry stone cold selly it was really a no selly but that's what made it so awesome he just skates up to the crowd and just looks at him like no emotion whatsoever like 
the fact that Jack Hughes is doing this in this moment, like it's everything we could have asked for. There were all the narratives. Will he be playoff ready? He's not going to be able to handle the physicality, blah, blah, blah. He shut everyone up. Let's just be realistic. It took him, what, four games to match Kako's career and playoff goals. He <laughs> he has, I believe, 26 games now or something like that, 24 games. I mean, because that was the Rangers fans narrative, right? Well, how many career playoff points does Jack Hughes have? Well, he already passed Kako and it took four games. So it, it's just awesome. Um, yeah. really, really, really good stuff. Jack Hughes is a baller, a dog, whatever you want to call him. And that really was huge to set the tone and give us that early lead. So, yeah, Yeah, I find it funny how Rangers fans were booing him throughout the whole game. It's like as if Jack Hughes is the villain now or the bad guy in this rivalry. And it's pretty funny. It's just whenever the puck touches his stick, boo. That's how and, you know you made it. And, and Hughes was like, "Oh, I'm I'm paying attention to the game," but he definitely hears it, and yeah. he's he's definitely embracing it as well. He probably probably loves it, and it's just funny. It just shows you how good Jack Hughes has been against the Rangers in his career so far. And I'm not gonna go out and say like, "Oh, Jack Hughes owns the Rangers franchise," but I mean, Jack Hughes has really just been good. The last four times Jack Hughes has been at the Garden, he scored all four times. So it's just Jack Hughes is been really good against the rangers and something that i like noticed um so obviously they changed the lines uh, going into game three and they kept they stayed with the same lines for this game and i kind of like it that jack hughes has andre palat and eric Hall as his two or not wingers but because eric Hall is a center on there on that line but two other forwards to compliment him because i feel like jack is able to have a more free game be able to worry less less defensively and not to discredit Jack's defensive game, he's been physical this series. Yeah, it's been nice. Moment. He's been able to lay the body out. Like, he's not going to lay a guy out, but know what? He's he's bodying guys right now. He's putting the body out, um, being physical when he needs to. So that's big out of your young superstar. Um, But I think having these two veterans next to him has really just made it much, much easier for Jack. You could tell he was playing with so much more speed and confidence yesterday, been able to skate around the ice more easily. Having these guys, Eric Hall, Palat, they both had great games yesterday. Palat had the empty net goal. Um, it, it really has helped out Jack, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, the the devil, it's funny you say that, how they compliment him well, because the devils put out that mic'd up segment from game three with Eric Halla, and Halla said to Jack on the bench, he's like, if if you feel that you're in a bad situation, just know that me and Polly are always somewhere near to bail you out. And like that, just hearing that, like, directly from the game was awesome um having those veterans that are there to back them up are there to be physical that are there to be the dirty work and it kind of allows us to balance out the rest of the lines because Andre Pla and Eric Hall are not superstars in any right but they complement other players really well Hall with his face-off skills and his dirty work and Palat with his dirty work plus the playoff experience he knows how to take it to the next level when need be um He's he's I think he's been pretty solid this series. I mean, hopefully there's another level unlocked yet. He hasn't scored yet besides the empty netter, but he's basically done what he's supposed to and showed why he's such a big moment player. So like you said, putting those two guys with Jack Hughes is awesome. And then we have that dynamite top line with Meyer, Heischer and Brat, and they were really good once again. Yeah, no, nah, that line is so due for a goal. But when they're out there, they're making a big difference out there. 
um, in my opinion. I love that yeah. you brought up Eric Cole and faceoffs. We made that a talking point last episode. Devils were not good in game three in faceoffs or in this series. They really haven't been that good. Last night they went 29 to 40 for 49 on faceoffs. That's amazing. Thanks. That's big. There, I can't count how many times the Devils were in their own zone and they were able to win a faceoff and clear that puck out. It makes a diff- big, big difference. Faceoffs are so, it's like such a small thing, but it, it's, it could go such a long way in a game. Those little small things like that. Um, so that's big um, to start off with. And then, so the Devils were up one nothing heading into the third period. So unfortunately, uh, Vinny Trocheck got a rebound from a Chris Kreider shot. Schmid made a beautiful pat save, and then um, Trocheck was able to bury a five hole. And then right there, it's like one one, and you're like, "Damn, Devils played really yeah. good this whole game." It's just like, ah, oh, man, they really need a response. Are they going to be even going to be able to respond? And guess what? They did respond. I mean, the fact that they even responded, regardless, it shows a lot about this team. Um, Shout out to Nico Heischer. He had an absolute beautiful cross ice pass. It was a dime. It, it was a dime to Siegenthaler. Siegenthaler sniped it. Um, I think it was bar down or it hit the post and went in um, past Igor Shesterkin. And from there on, Devils really just did not give the Rangers anything offensively. The Rangers looked like they were a step and a half behind that whole game. It looked like they had played in their like 20th game of the playoffs. Like The Devils made it look easy around the Rangers yesterday. Yeah, and I th- that's exactly what they did to game to us game one and game two. So the fact that we were able to reverse that so quickly was ginormous because like we said in earlier episodes, being at the Rock surrounded by all those Rangers fans chanting devil suck and stuff in our own arena, that was painful. And it really kind of felt like like that was the end almost. And not not that we completely gave up, but it almost it was a huge hole to climb out of. But what better team than the most wins in franchise history, the 2023 New Jersey Devils, to do what they've done all freaking season and never give up, climb back in it no matter what adversity they face. And it just feels really good right now. I know we're in the same spot as the Rangers. We're tied 2-2. But I certainly have the most hopes I've had really at any point for this series. Oh, yeah, 100% agree with you. And the really the thing that has really just lit a spark in this team is Akira Schmid. Um, fifty-seven out of fifty-nine saves made through two games so far. That's amazing. Um, out of a a goalie, what is he? Twenty-two years old, twenty-three years old, making his first two career playoff starts, and he's been. And we said this last last episode. He's looked calm, cool, collective. He has great composure, good rebound control. He's been great this um these last two games and. Has been the biggest reason the Devils have won these two games because it's not like the Devils are lighting and lighting it up offensively right now. They're not. Um, they only have five goals um in these past two games, and one of them was an empty net goal. Um, so Schmidt's been amazing. Um, he didn't have that much of a much much of a workload yesterday, I would say, because the Devils' defense was so stifling. Um, but regard regardless, he made the big saves when he needed exactly. to. Exactly. So um he was great um and we just need him to play just remotely close to how he's been playing these last two games um for game five on thursday at the rock yeah i mean this is a guy who ryan novazinski released an article yesterday he got cut from his youth team only a little over four years ago his youth team and four years is not that long of a time 
And here he is, big nuts, Akira Schmid, shutting things down at the Garden, one of the most hostile environments in playoff hockey, and he almost single-handedly sucked the life out of that building. I mean, this is a guy who, in 2018, had a 741 save percentage in the WHL. Uh, At the World 18s in 2017, 865 save percentage. He played in World Juniors in 2019, 878 save percentage. And as little as two years ago, was playing in the USHL for the Sioux City Musketeers. Mm -hmm. And the fact that he was able to just entirely turn things around and just stay dedicated to his craft and in such a short period of time become so dominant is unlike really anything we've seen at this level because most goalies who are able to do what he he's done have a long history of dominating youth leagues and something like that akira schmidt is not like that at all his none of his numbers really from any youth leagues truly stick out as well like this guy has an nhl future but the only thing that matters is the present, and he is doing some incredible, incredible things in such a tough spot. And we've said it, we've seen reporters say it, nothing phases him. Like, I, I called him a robot last episode, and that's not to dehumanize him, but it's just the fact how he's able to just be so, like, peaceful in such an intense situation. It, it looks like he's like a 15-year NHL veteran. Like, it's really, really, really impressive. And he's done it all season coming in. It seems like every time he came in relief, he he either gave up one or zero goals and, like, shut things down entirely. Like, he just has this otherworldly sense of being able to just shut out the moment and just do his job. And Akira Schmid, you have been a literal godsend to us. You have no clue. Thank you. Yeah, I know. I know. Thank you is... uh. It's definitely not enough, but look, it's he's been great. Um, really, has just given the Devils life, um, and a chance here to win this series, um, and move on to round two. But first, the Devils have Game Five back in Jersey Thursday night. Devils are zero two at home this series. It's I I'm not gonna. I will we'll get into our keys to winning this game in a second, but. It feels like I'm not gonna say it's a must-win game. It's not, but you really want to win this game because then you have two games left and you only have to win one of them, and that puts you in an amazing spot. So I think game five, you really need to win. You have the momentum going back, and you know how to beat the how to how to beat this team now. The Rangers, they're gonna be hungry coming out of the gate. They're definitely pissed, and they're gonna have an extra day of rest here, just like the Devils and. I think the Rangers are going to come out a different team than we've seen in these last three and four ga- uh, last two games here. So the Devils got to be pre- prepared. Don't get overwhelmed. Stick to your game plan that has worked over these last two games. So, Daniel, what are your keys for the Devils to win game five to take a 3-2 series lead in this game? I mean, I think they got to do exactly what they've done, and that's just be very, very solid defensively. The good thing is... They've essentially squashed the entire not-ready-for-playoff-hockey argument the last two games. They've been phenomenal. They've shown they can live up to the moment, and the fact that it's playoff hockey doesn't mean they have to change their entire play style. Keep doing what they're doing. When they need to get the puck out, get the puck out. Don't sacrifice your play style for physicality, but when you need to be physical, do it. That's what they did last night, and 
they need they need some offense from secondary guys. We need guys like Mercer, Brat, Heisher. I know they've gotten the assists, but to put one in the back of the net, and that could be the difference in the game. Yeah, no, I like that. Um, I think the Devils have to like be aware because we've seen it in the past where when they're at home, they try to be more flashy, a little bit more careless. We've seen it all season, but then when they're on the road, they play much more structured and responsible. So whatever they do on the road, they need to carry that at home. They can't. They don't have to be do all these flashy things. Be responsible in your own end. Um, keep on playing your stifling defense that you've been playing at, at, as of late. Um, special teams. I say it every single every single episode of the series. Keep on being great in the penalty kill. The penalty kill. Rangers have gone 0 for 9 on the power play in these last two games. That's a big, or it was like 0 for 9 or 0 for 8, something like that. That's a big deal. And, but like obviously the Devils have to stay out of the box more, but it's big that the Devils' penalty kill has been this good. Adding Curtis Lazar in there has definitely helped. Yeah. Um, Devils have been able to clear the puck much more better, been able to get more pressure on the Rangers. Rangers have had a more tougher time um, getting the puck in the, uh, getting the puck in the zone and getting set up. So credit to the Devils, they've been really good on their penalty kill um, as of late. So that's big because we know how lethal the Rangers' power play can be and how much of that could really change a game in an instinct. Um, so that's big. Um, and just I, I kind of agree with what you were saying, Daniel. I think we need one of these guys to really step up here, Nico, Timo, Brad, or, or Marcer. I think we need a goal from one of them in Game 5 in order to win this game. One of those guys have to step up. Yeah, I agree. And also, I have to add, we need good goaltending. I know we've got it the last two games, but at home, we really didn't get any of the big saves we needed. Not that we played de- great defense. I know we left Vitek out to dry, but if we got maybe one or two saves in a harder situation, it could have made a world of a difference. So if Schmidt's able to bring us that, and if, God forbid, they do have a defensive breakdown, he bails us out, we get the momentum back, score right after that. Kind of like what happened last night when Schmidt got a piece of it, Siegenthaler swept it off the line, and Hughes went down for the breakaway. That completely turns around the momentum in a game. So if we're able to get that goaltending and save a few pucks that aren't supposed to be saved, that could change the entire outlook of the series and the game at home for us. So th- that's going to be a big one. Schmidt, just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, and um, to add to that, I think momentum is a key thing in this game because the only way the Rangers have won two games so far is because of all their momentum they, they've been able to build in those first two games of this series because one goal adds on to another. So the Devils cannot let – look, if they give up a goal to the Rangers tomorrow, they score the next goal. The Devils have to score the next goal. They cannot let the Rangers score multiple goals in a row. Let Rangers fans get into the game and everything like that, because that's what has killed that. That's what killed you in those first two games. It really did. So don't let the Rangers get momentum because when they have momentum, it's gonna be a hard time to come back and battle back in a game against them. Um, they're just they're just too good. Um, so I mean. Hopefully the Devils get out to a hot start here. Really, just give Devils fans something to be cheer to cheer about, be loud about, and really just take these stupid Ranger fans out of the equation. They're not stupid. I don't know if that's the right word, but they're just so annoying, especially at the Rock. It's like weird. No, it's funny. I feel like they were more the Rangers fans were more loud at the Prudential Center than they were by far. (laughs) And, And it's just it's funny because 
it feels like the Devils really took the Rangers fans out of the crowd, or took them took like took the life out of the Rangers fans at the Garden. Like you, I didn't hear that many "Let's go Rangers" chants over these last two games, and that's like due to the Devils because they haven't given their fans much to cheer about. Devils have really been good defensively and have not and all and only given up two goals in these last two games. So it, it makes it easy when um when you're just playing great and it's easy to take a crowd out of a game so that's what the devils have to keep on doing here the rangers rangers fans are going to be there they're going to be alive and present but devils the devils really have to take them out of the equation here just give devils fans and only devils fans something to cheer about let us go back to the garden aka our second home up three two that would be amazing um yeah we can't keep on doing this shit where it's like, oh, the road team's gonna win every single game of the series. God, stop it. Stop it. It's enough. Win at home. Win for your fans that have been waiting for a home playoff win for five goddamn years. Come on, let's go. Yeah, you're right. Um, Prudential Center East, we could call the garden, right? I think I think I could walk into my garden in my backyard right now and be louder than the garden last night. So <laughs> um yeah, just, like you said, this can't be a quote-unquote suitcase series where road teams keep winning. At some point, the home team has to do something in front of their home crowd. And I fully believe if the Devils play the right way, they can certainly do that on Thursday night. Yeah, I agree. Um, Let's hope. Um, It's a best-of-three series now. Devils just have to win two games, and they have two games at home um, left. So, Or unless it, the series ends in six games. So let's hope Devils play Thursday night. They have a two-day break here. So hopefully they can get ready and focused for that game. Um, we have fingers crossed, yep. So just got to come out with the same passion, heart, same type of play you've been doing over these last two games. Great defense, good goaltending, capitalize on your opportunities. And that's it. So Daniel, any last words before we head out here? Um, Fans, show out i know you're going to i know that the the energy is going to be ridiculous after how we started and the comeback we've had but i feel like i just need to say it again we've waited so long for this we haven't had a playoff home game in five years the fact that we we ourselves can eliminate the new york rangers potentially should be motivation enough lose your freaking minds at the rock go absolutely nuts our team needs it our fan base needs it we really didn't get a chance to cheer about anything besides Eric Hall's early goal in game two. That was it. So yeah. we had what three minutes of happiness <laughs> and warmups before game one was pretty fun. Yeah. Cool. Let's be excited for a whole freaking game, please. And obviously the devils need to help us with that, but we could be kind of that seventh man on the ice for that entire game on Thursday. So Hopefully we could take that game and we don't even need a game seven. We take it at the garden and off we go. So that would be huge. Let's go devils. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to jump to game six yet, but let's hope the devils take game five. It's a pivotal game five here that the devils really need to win. So we'll see what happens. Um, So yeah, I'm just super excited. Best of three series coming up. Devils Rangers game five at the rock seven 30 Thursday night. Let's, Get this win. Let's make it a 3-2 series. Let's go, Devils, baby. Woo! Hey, this is what we live for, right? I mean, like, I'm, like, pinching myself right now. Is this real? Like, Devils Rangers coming down to the wire tied playoff series. Like, you couldn't have written a better script just for fans of hockey. 
So with that being said, enjoy it. Let's go, Devils, baby. Woo! Peace out. Peace. Thank you for listening to Shout at the Devils by your hosts, Justin Brady and Daniel LaMoya. As always, let's go, Devils, baby! Woo!